Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren and I'm so excited today because I have Jai and Charles here. Ah, worlds are colliding! (laughs) Worlds are totally colliding! Hi. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, oh, yeah, also, hi too. <laughs> we're uh, we're doing Jackie Brown, Quentin Tarantino, 1997. Uh, I'm really stoked that we're actually doing the Tarantino films in a weird order. I think a lot of people are expecting like, why haven't you done Pulp Fiction yet? Why haven't you done Kill Bill yet? Why haven't you like? There are other ones I feel like that people always think about, and we're doing them in a weird order. But I like it because Jackie Brown's like hardly ever talked about. Oh my god, and it's so good! It's so good. How it's- is that possible? You think like what? What? Why is it? Why you think is it because Pulp Fiction kind of just sort of like overshadows Jackie Brown in a weird way. I guess, but wouldn't you think that this was only two years later and Pulp Fiction was huge, that wouldn't you want to see the next thing this director does? I mean, I I would think that people would be really stoked, like, oh, sweet, he's doing another movie, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like people tend to focus on Pulp Fiction and talk about it more, you know. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Well, I I think Pulp Fiction sort of might appeal more to, like, a younger audience than this movie. Yeah. Because, like, you know... Um, I, one thing I really love is that this movie is, you know, the characters are older, like they're in their 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, like, uh, I think I first saw this movie when I was about, when it first came out, when I was about 14. And I, oh, I wow. liked it, but I didn't necessarily, like, get all the nuances of what was going on. But, mm-hmm. like, um, it just makes a lot more sense, like, the older it get. So it might, I don't know. Hmm. That's true. That is kind of true. I And also what I really like about this as it's good that you gave your first impression. I have seen this movie once before, but not for a really long time. So it's kind of like I'm seeing it for the first time, definitely since I'm older. Mm-hmm. So I definitely understand a bit more. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like you said, like nuances about the characters, but also I really love that there isn't a lot of violence in this, uh, like yeah. not a typical Tarantino yeah. level yeah. of violence, you know? Uh, yeah it's super cool i love this movie i feel like it is true like you kind of have to well you've only seen it twice lauren but Mm -hmm. it's sort of like every time you watch it it keeps getting better i think like it's weird it's like you watch the first time and you're like okay it's cool you watch the second time you like it more and then the third time you're like i've seen it three times before today oh cool but uh one time i was really stone so i i was kind of like th- that was the first time i watched it actually oh no way in 2000 yeah wow okay. and i was with someone i fancied and i was just too worried about looking good and like looking pretty and oh wow really like you know straight on the sofa and looking good whatever because we're watching this, this together <laughs> this reminds me of uh it, this literally popped into my head as you said that is the moment in clueless when Cher realizes she likes josh and she's like staring at the tv watching cnn and, and he's like what's wrong with you and she's like nothing I, I care about the news and he's like since when she's like since now yeah and kind of like that <laughs> yeah, she's all she's like now i didn't know how to act around him 
I could not relax, yeah. I was just too, I wanted to pay attention, but at the same time, I was too distracted thinking, do I look okay? Is this my good angle, my good side? Like, should I sit on the other side? Like, Which is my best side. I know they're both good. <laughs> <laughs> they're no, no, I actually, I actually have this one good side, and I always try to get photos on that side as well. Oh, because no, it is Mariah Carey. Quite. She will never, <laughs> Mariah Carey will, if you always watch her, she will never shoot the right side. You only see her three quarter oh, left. That's me. That's the same. My right yeah, side. Yeah, she's side. not. She she is. She was on a on a on like a TV show, and the host usually sits on the left, and she made him switch. Like she was oh, sitting wow. on the other side. Like she will not be filmed from that other side. It's it's classic though. I mean, you got to know your angles. Like you know why not? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, my high level thought or my first kind of high level thought as an overall impression was like, I want to be Pam Greer when I grow up. I'm not too far from the age of the character she's playing, <laughs> but I'm definitely not this badass. And also I wrote, uh, I'm attracted to ex bank robber stoner De Niro up until the parking lot. This was very Cape Fear De Niro, which is my favorite De Niro of all. I can't hear De Niro is like super hot, even though he's a fucking sociopath. So hot. He's super hot with all the tattoos. And he like, again, just got out of jail, but I love the North Carolina accent. We will do Cape Fear <laughs> because I fucking love that movie. But can but, we do yeah. Taxi Driver as well? Yeah, yeah. That'll have to be like, I don't, I was thinking the other day, I'm going to have to create a before the 90s set like a what do you call it? Like a series. So forward flash is everything after, but I'm trying to think of names for so what. We Maybe like a behind. rear, um, um, <laughs> like, uh, like uh, rear something, like rear, rear, rear ender. <laughs> like. Rear ender. This is not the type of podcast, <laughs> like at all. That it would be rear ender. Maybe you should start your own podcast that's just called like rear ender, and it's just about like various. I don't know, like. I don't know, like weird sex stories mixed up with fender bender accidents. Yeah, you guys are like, you kind of nailed your, you know, your, your I don't know. Speaking of, oh wait, yeah. this is a really odd segue, but I promise it makes sense. I was going to say, speaking of sex and car accidents, <laughs> um, there's this movie that I saw the trailer for the other day called Crash um, by, what's his name? David Cronenberg. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, I had no idea this fucking movie existed. 1996, we may have to do it just as like a goof because it's insane. James Spader's in it. Uh, I think it's like Helen Hunt or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but James Spader's in it. It's it's Holly Hunter, I think. Holly Hunter, that's it. Um, It's so crazy. It's like these people who like get off on car accidents. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like weird like it looks like kind of weird and bad but like kind of cool at the same time like i don't understand through the trailer it's a bad 90s trailer like most of them are so they kind of really don't show the film and i saw all these people commenting on the the trailer on youtube and they're like this trailer's weird but this movie is actually really cool and i've never seen anything by him but charles was saying that he likes him yeah he like mm-hmm. he like directed that the fly that uh, or, or uh, the remake of The Fly that came out in the '80s with like Jeff Goldblum, yeah, the like, lead character, and um, he also did like this. Um, he does a lot of like body horror stuff where like the body sort of oh. like turns on itself. So he did like that movie v- v- Videodrome with like James Woods and oh, and Scanners and Scanners. Um, yeah. and then, uh, and then he also did this movie that I really loved called A History of Violence. 
that yeah, has, I want to see that. It has like Vico Mortensen and like Maria Bello and like William Hurt and like Ed Harris. It's really good. Yeah, I, the the trailer looked really cool for that one too. So yeah, I, I kind of want to watch it. It's called Crash, not like the Crash that was out in like what two thousand. Oh, you mean that not- horrible abortion of a movie that won Best Picture? Yeah, that was <laughs> <one. laughs> terrible. I hated oh. Crash with so Natalie much. Portman and Julo and. No, that's closer. Oh. <laughs> Um, Crash is the one that's like all the vignettes about like racism and like fuck oh, the I haven't that goes on. Tandy Newton's it. in it. Fucking what? Matt Dillon, Ryan uh, Phillippe. Like, oh, like, oh no, I haven't seen that. It's uh, yeah. Terrence Howard is in it too, right? Yes, Terrence Howard. Okay. Yeah, isn't he with Tandy? Yeah, he like yes. with Tandy Newton. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's good topic wise, but it wasn't worth the hype that it was when it came out. Yeah. Like it was just super hyped. It was like, oh my God. Didn't Paul Haggis do it? Yes. The guy who does like Homeland. Yeah. yeah he does like Homeland. And it stuff. beat Brokeback Mountain for Best Picture, which that was, was fucking <gasps> politics. They yeah. were oh, never going to give that Michael, Best Picture. That's insane. Right? He got the Best Director, and they were probably like, okay, this is what you get. I was like, he's not going to win both. If they give him Director, yeah. like, that's it. They're yeah. not going to do the picture. It's, it really sucks. And they should have both won fucking Oscars. Yeah. Uh, Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger specifically. If I had to pick one, yeah. I would pick, I would give it to Heath over Jake. But I mean, was, Jake did really well too. That was a tough year though. Cause like that was the year that like, um, Joaquin was nominated for Walk the Line. Oh, he didn't yeah. fucking get it though. Um, <sighs> and like, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman won for Capote. And oh, well, that I, makes I think sense, that was the year that Terrence Howard was also nominated for um, Hustle and Flow. Oh, um, so yeah. I guess it was a tough year. It always is a tough year, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Except for recently, I'm like, I don't care. Like, there's been nothing that's really crazy that's come out that it's been like, oh my god, it's a race for the Oscars. Like, didn't Anthony Hopkins win last year? Like, in a random film that people were like, what? Yeah. I mean, he is great. <laughs> He's a great actor. But I was like, yeah. what? what movie was it? I don't know. <laughs> it was about like a priest. Oh, okay. I think was, was it, it about a priest? Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't that movie he did with Olivia Coleman? Where like oh yeah, you're right. Like he, I, th- I think he like plays her father, and he's like sort of dying slowly or something. And yeah, I think it is like a medical yeah. type. The father, it's called oh, the father, okay. and I think he is yeah like aging. Like he refuses assist- assistance from his daughter as he ages. Okay. And he's like, yeah, he's just kind of, it's like, yeah, it's really sad, but probably incredibly acted. You know, it's probably really great. But I was like, what? What is this? Usually they're like big movies that we all knew yeah, about. I actually love both. I love Olivia Coleman. She's freaking oh, yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. She's so good. The, Charles, have you seen Fleabag? I have. I have. It's, 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 Did it's, you like it? It's, it was really good. I really, yeah, I thought it was great. It's um, like my favorite show ever. <laughs> it um, it uh, I um, w- um, I think my I think the episode that I honestly lost it on was the one where uh, Fleabag and her sister go to that silent retreat. <laughs> um, and like, and, so yeah, and um, I also love how like she how like over the course of the show she forms a relationship with like her more mortgage broker, you know, and like yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's good, but yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, Lawrence, you you have to watch it at some point. Yeah, it wasn't my bag. Um, yeah, there were but you didn't like really few... you you have to watch more. I it. think it was one of those film, one of those things where like I I was just like no, like there have been 
one or two or three things recently that like a bunch of people have told me about and like and i i was like oh i'm really they're like oh i think you're really gonna like it and i watch it and then i watch it again and i'm like no i couldn't even get like 10 minutes i was like i don't like this i don't like this like i think it's her i don't think i like her I, I have a thing with actors. Like, if I don't like you, I, I kind of just don't like you. Yeah, like, we I, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so that's kind of how it is. Sorry, Natalie Portman. Sorry, Jennifer Lawrence. Like, sorry, Julia Roberts. Sorry, Jennifer Aniston. Like, those are the main ones, I guess. But I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah, Jackie <laughs> <okay>. Brown. <laughs> yeah, back to Jackie Brown. Okay, so this cast, I'll list the cast because I haven't been doing this, but this is the main cast. We have Pam Greer, we have Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Forster, Bridget Fonda, Robert De Niro, Michael Keaton, Michael Bowen, Chris Tucker, <laughs> and um, Lisa Gay Hamilton is Sharonda, but she's there for like a hot second, but she's like kind of a big deal. Oh, I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, in the mall. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's super cool. Um, yeah, so those are the main that's the main cast. So I guess let's get into behind the scenes. Cool. Does anyone have anything, Jai? Do you have anything? Yeah, should we do one each? One fat each? Oh no. Yeah, do all let's do everyone do their all of theirs at one time. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go last. So like you and then Charles can go and then I'll okay. go. Um, okay, cool. So apparently Sylvester Stallone wanted to play uh, r- the role of Louis, and John Travolta was the first choice to play Ray Nicolette. But it's weird because I've read that he wanted to play it, but then apparently in another article I found that he actually was offered the role but turned it down. So who knows? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh, I wonder why. That- that was that would be interesting to see this movie made with Sylvester Stallone as the. Well, he can't really act. I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, he can. no, he can't. But I mean, I, um, I, I, I mean, I know he's like best known for like his boxing movies, like, I, I, like, mm-hmm. um, like. You I, mean I, Rocky? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Rocky. His boxing movies and Rambo. Where he has you the mean gun. like the most famous boxing film ever? Yeah. 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 yeah that one. Um, <laughs> Not Raging Bull. Um, I um. So I mean, I guess he can technically. I guess I don't know. I guess he's not. I don't, it, it, I, I don't know. I it, I don't really have a point here. <laughs> so. <laughs> I like I like Stallone, but for definitely very specific things, he has that Same. voice that's very specific too. And I don't yeah. think I could get him. I don't think I could I could buy him as like kind of a weird ex con exactly. bank robber yeah. stoner and then all of a sudden kind of turns like that's yeah. very De Niro I think yeah he, he just does his thing really well which is you know like I'm Rambo so... and Rocky and like all of that um, but I yeah don't find him hot either I'd much rather see De Niro <laughs> I don't but when I was five I had the biggest crush on him like I was really, really obsessed with I used to say. Rambo is my boyfriend. I love him so much. I want to marry him. So. Oh my God, Rambo! Wow. I liked big, muscly men when I was five. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, this another reminds me of another, another scene in Clueless. So they're like puny. I hate muscles. <laughs> I hate muscles. Yeah, like I evolved. My my taste in men evolved when I turned like. 27 yeah i thought you were gonna say like when i turned 10 i didn't like rambo anymore i like this boy in my class and none of them look like rambo no real life people do is um Um, was anyone else um slightly attracted to robert forster's character because he wasn't bad i mean yeah 
I, totally. um, I mean, cause I kind of felt myself like going like back and forth. I was like, Oh, Louis is kind of hot, <laughs> but Oh, Max Cherry's pretty hot too. And he has a job. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's got a good job. I, yeah. I actually, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I think because we're all there. I'm like, yeah, I will go there. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I would date a bail bondsman. Like, I mean, I love how she like totally was getting like completely turned on when she found out like how he did his job. Like you mean you go into their house and like break in and like stun him with a stun gun and then drag him back. And he's like, yeah, that's my job. And I was like, that's fucking cool that's like you're kind of a cop but you're like on the outskirts of the law you're yeah. kind of a good guy because you've like bailed them out he, maybe someone you know so but you're like kind of still like a bounty hunter at the same time mm-hmm. yeah like, i totally love cool. him i love it when she said like are you are you afraid of me are you scared of me and he was like <laughs> a little, <laughs> yeah, like, a little. <laughs> and then they oh. kiss cute so i know cute. so cute i was like run after her run <laughs> God damn it, Max! <laughs> I know. Um, okay, I'm just going to give another one. Another mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Um, yeah, like Spike Lee p- publicly criticized Tarantino for the <laughs> incre- like insane um, use of the N-word. Yeah, which I was actually... It was said 38 times during the film. But this is, is before Django. Well, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, which like, obviously, yeah. Way more. <laughs> but apparently, yeah, he was, like, really, he kind of, yeah, I mean, I suppose you can say criticised, but kind of was pissed with Tarantino about it. And um, who defended him? Samuel oh, L. Jackson. Sam, yeah, Sam yeah he kind of, like, you know, was, like. I wonder how he, like, I still wonder how he gets a pass. Like, yeah. I, I just still wonder, like, I don't, I personally don't have an issue with it because I feel like it's just different when you're using it in, like, mm-hmm. pieces of cinema and, like, it's different than someone on the street yelling yeah. it to you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's coming from a different place. And not to mention, like, not to say that if but a black person I know, I knew it, you were going to okay, say that. but, I mean, I'm pretty sure that if Samuel Jackson didn't want to do it or say it, he wouldn't fucking do it or say it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I, he would yeah. be like, this is stupid. I'm not saying this. Or like, I'm not going to do a project with you. Well, I also think like if, if he had been a white person saying it, it would have definitely been not okay. <laughs> not saying but that in, it's okay to say it, but yeah. But I, in I, Django, I, it's like everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he I'm didn't get like, as much heat. I, no, I didn't he hear didn't. anything, right? It's weird. No, it no, it's really either. strange. It's, he does just have one of those kind of he just gets away with pretty much everything. He like, really does. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nuts, but I don't have a pro- I don't have like an issue with it. I feel like it's the characters he writes, it's the mm-hmm. subject matter. I feel like the way that he works with his actors, I'm pretty sure that they can say if they don't want to do something or say something as far as, I don't know, because we did hear that about Uma Thurman on Kill Bill, that apparently that mm-hmm. was not the case. But from what I know about what they're saying, like all of the actors, I've never heard of any of actors or actresses coming out saying like, he made me say this and I didn't want to say it. And he, like, I don't think he makes them say it, but I think you kind of know what you're getting into now. If you do a Tarantino mm. film, like, you understand his style. And if you don't want to do that, then I guess you just wouldn't take the job, I'm assuming, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone wants to work with him anyway. So, like, that's, you know, what it comes down to. I can I see think. Spike Lee. Right. I can see Spike Lee having an issue with it. I'm personally not the biggest fan of Spike Lee. Mm. Um, I just like i like i like his films i haven't seen all of them but i just i'm just not a fan of his like 
vision, I guess. I mean, I like them, but if I'm going to talk about like black directors, I like John Singleton more. So yeah. like, there are just some other like voices and other like personas and like other, you know, point of views that I just enjoy a bit more. But I, I, I mean, I find this one's really good, but I find like, you know, boys in the hood, I like better than do the right thing. I mean, they're both good, but if I had to pick one, like yeah. just the way they're told, yeah, they're just different, but I can understand why he would have an issue with it. Like that, that makes it's, sense. That kind of goes um, with so it. So I have not ever seen Boys in the Hood. Is it like <gasps> hard to watch? Yeah, it is kind of hard really? to watch, but it's great. Okay, it's so great. Have you seen it, Jai? I have not. <gasps> oh, we should. I mean, it's not very fashion grunge, but I mean, because it's <laughs> about like hip hop and like South Central LA in like the mm. early '90s. But it's incredible. If anyone wants us to do it, then let us know. But we have someone in the list. But it's great. Yeah, I'm if sure. If more than five it. people want us to do it, then <laughs> yeah, <good>. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say no one voted on my groove uh, poll, but we're still doing it. So who cares? <laughs> if, you can go rent it if you care about trance music because it's dope. If you don't know about it, go. I mean, go watch it because we're gonna do it. But oh, this is also streaming on HBO Max if you want to watch it. But it's also rentable. This is like an easy film to find. Thank God um yeah oh yeah what else you got for behind the scenes um and yeah of uh tarantino's films like pretty much all of them have received like nominations like award nominations Mm -hmm. but this one was the only one that I think only got one or two, I think. It's like the least basically. Oh yeah, this is which is kind of fucking insane. Robert Forster got an Oscar nomination. Yeah, so, yeah. I think, so I think this movie came out the same year as like Titanic. Oh um, fuck! Ninety seven. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so um, blah blah. I know. Blah. So I um I, I know that Tarantino was actually really upset that Pam Greer didn't get nominated. Yeah. Here. Mm-hmm. And um, because she was nominated for a Golden Globe and a SAG award. Um. Yeah. And then Samuel Jackson was nominated for a Golden Globe, but neither of them were nominated for Oscars except for Robert Forster. So, yeah, which is kind of weird that at least Pam Greer wouldn't be nominated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, you got any okay. more, Jai? No, no, I'm done. I don't want to go on about it. There's three of us talking to this. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Charles, what you got? What you um, got behind the scenes? Okay, so on Rotten Tomatoes, this has a critic score of 85%. Ooh. And it has an audience score of 87%. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, which I, It could be a little higher, I think. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe like low nineties. Um, so this is um, this movie. Uh, this movie is um, the only Tarantino movie that is he did not like write himself, or it's like yeah. based on a it's um, based on a um, book by Elmore Leonard called Rum Punch. I know that's um, kind of cool that he adapted this. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, the um, let's see and. Pam Greer was um, originally up for a role in Pulp Fiction. Um, or, or she's up for two roles. One was the um, was like the um, was Amanda Plummer's character who plays the drug dealer's wife. Oh. And then the the other was the role of uh, Bonnie, who plays J- 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 Jimmy's wife. Um, oh, okay. When, when like uh, when like uh, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson like shoot Marvin in the face, they have to go to like his house. 
Um, and so she got turned down for, for both, but I guess Quentin Tarantino was kind of in love with Pam Greer. So like, as we all are, I, I mean, yeah. how can you not? Um, <laughs> yeah. So like apparently uh, the character of Jackie Brown was originally uh, named Jackie Burke and she was, um, she was, um, her character was white, but um, because Quentin loved Pam Greer so much, he, he, uh, he cast Pam Greer and changed the character to a black character and as an homage to the movie foxy brown he um he uh retitled the the uh movie jackie brown um and um i have not seen a lot of like old pam greer like you know oh, the black exploitation films i no i um i did watch a couple clips at work to today um one was from a movie called coffee um and they're so cool <laughs> there um was one scene where um where coffee played by pam greer is taken into a room by two men and um when they least expect it she pulls a handgun out of her afro and <laughs> and shoots them both in the face. <laughs> and then there is one character who is left undead, and she comes at like coffee at an obscenely slow pace, raising a knife above her head, and coffee <laughs> shoots the bitch in the arm. Like, <laughs> and then um, and then like though she, she's writhing on the floor, and she's like, "God damn it! Why won't you kill me?" And she's like. <laughs> I don't want to kill you. I want you to suffer, bitch. <laughs> and um, so I, I don't care what coffee is about. I'm just glad I watched that movie with no context because that made the experience all the more special. It's cool. <laughs> I was going to tell anyone cool. who's never seen any black exploitation films, go watch them because Tarantino is air quotes, very inspired by <laughs> black exploitation films uh, like Shaft, Superfly, um yeah coffee's another one there's the what is the one that's oh god is it like well, i'm gonna get you sucker oh is that what it is okay. or it's like I, that, maybe that's what she says in the movie well there's all the blackula yeah that's right well there's also a movie called foxy brown yeah um mm-hmm. where yeah, um the one scene that i watched was where um foxy brown played by pam greer is um at an airport and she is in the seat of a small airplane and she is mowing people down with the propellers. <laughs> she is just like <laughs> driving down the runway at full speed and just like and just like sucking people into the like propellers and just like killing them off one by one. And, and she uh, looks amazing. <laughs> absolutely. Like throughout the she whole She looks thing. amazing. Yeah, she <laughs> was so, so fucking cool. pretty. She was hot. Like yeah. yeah. Um, it's she's so awesome. I love it. And her. as if that didn't make her um, awesome enough, she's apparently um, prolific in three types of martial arts, including oh, a, really, no, including aikido, kung fu, and jujitsu. Oh wow! <laughs> so. Gosh, how fucking awesome! I was gonna say another amazing thing is if you uh, in contemporary life, if you watch American Horror Story Hotel and. Um, fucking Angela Bassett, her character like is loosely based on Pam Greer. 
Makes she sense. plays yeah she plays yeah. like an yeah. actress totally who came to LA in the 70s yeah. and they show all these like really funny like dramatization clips of her doing movies and they're all like the same black exploitation films and they have her like uh like she pulls out like a knife from her afro and like these <laughs> two guys like come and try to like fight her with it and then she just cuts them and then she's like I don't get on my knees for no man <laughs> and then she like knocks them off this building and it's really cool and they just show and it's like totally Pam Greer it's like totally like reenactments of her films it's really funny um and i think the names of them are funny it's like silky fine and like (laughs) all these like really funny names that are kind of like the black exploitation names so cool (laughs) um oh so apparently samuel jackson says the word motherfucker 37 times in this movie um (laughs) oh my god he, um, which, you know, I, I have to say for um, a Samuel Jackson movie, this has to be kind of on the light side, right? Yeah, I was going to say, he says it all the time. I'm just surprised he didn't say it in Jurassic Park. <laughs> By accident. He should have. I know he should have. Um, he apparently filmed his part, um, his parts in this movie, like, exclusively on the weekends. I because, know, I read that. Because he was filming the movie Sphere, which is like a horror movie based on like a Mike Wright novel and it has Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone and also Lee F. Schreiber in it. Um, And so I guess he was doing that during the week. He was kind of doing this as like a side project. It sounds insane to me. How do you do two films at once? I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like how? That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, Is that all you got? And then, um, Oh, and then um, people who Tarantino considered for the world next cherry. Oh. Um, included Paul Newman, Gene Hackman, John Saxon, um, who plays the dad in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I have to say, I think I think he made the right choice with Robert Forrester because he like not. I mean, I know he's he's been around for a long time, but like a lot of people didn't like know him. So, I mean, Paul I Newman, though, that would have been kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently Christina Applegate was considered for the role of Bridget Fonda's character, which I would have been interested in seeing. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I think she would have done all right. I yeah. She, she was doing... It. Wasn't she under contract with something? Was she... Well, she was she so, so with married with children at that point? Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And then Robert Forster was in Breaking Bad? He was in the movie El Camino. Oh, okay. And then yeah. I'm just looking at his IMDb. I was going to say, and also Michael Bowen, who's the other detective, he's in Breaking Bad. He's that crazy Nazi. Uh, Todd's oh, uncle right. or whatever. Okay. That's Michael Bowen. Oh. Um, yeah, I was going to say, oh, they were in Breaking Bad together, but in different times. Like, not the same time. Um, Another great show. I'm sure everyone's told you that. Yeah. <laughs> like, out in the universe, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, like, sorry. Um, so good. Yeah, so that's it for my stuff. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. I just have a few notes, so that's good. The budget for this film is $12 million. Uh, it was definitely filmed in L.A., as you can kind of sort of tell. Um, where uh, Robert De Niro gets shot is very reminiscent of where I used to work. The last place I worked in L.A., I worked in, like, the garment, really? like, warehouse district. Yeah. So I was like, this triggers me because it's very, like, desolate. And it's very mm. easy for something like that to happen because there's just nothing around at all, like after three o'clock. Um, it's strange, but yeah, so that definitely there. The box office was 39.6 million. So it actually did really well. It, it tripled the, yeah, mm-hmm. the budget. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing ads 
when it was on, like when it was in the theater, I remember seeing ads on the TV. I forgot I don't know if I mentioned in the beginning that it was released on Christmas Day of 1997. Oh, so, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. And then the only other thing that I have rating was on IMDb, it's 7.5 out of 10, which I think could definitely okay, pretty, be higher. Yeah, it should be higher. Yeah, right? Like, definitely. yeah. Um, let's see. The only thing that I have that, okay, Sam Jackson also named this as his favorite Tarantino film, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's I, my favorite Tarantino film. I think my favorite is Death Proof. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Yeah. I think definitely my top three. I think Death Proof and Kill Bill would be up there too. I need to watch Kill Bill one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Kill Bill is like my four hour second. episode or something. Mm. <laughs> like, I think not. they're the same. Kill Bill is great. I like both the first one and the second one actually. Yeah. Did they come out similar, like at sim- the same time, or no? Were no, they like they, apart? They kind of did like a Lord of the Rings, where they released one like one Christmas, and then the, they oh. released part two like the following Christmas, I think. But they filmed them together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. they? oh I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. I think Alma Thurman is fucking amazing. Honestly, I love her. Yeah, she's really cool. I, I like really cannot think of any other actress that like wouldn't been great for that role. Not really. The think. only person that she reminds me of, but she's an older version, is uh, Charlize Theron. Mm. Mm. She's like a blonde version of Angelina. They're like the the action, yeah, kind yeah. of like, but they're just blonde. They're not like dark. Like Angelina has the dark hair. She just reminds me of that. Um, another film we have to put on the list is Gattaca <laughs> <laughs> with Uma Thurman mm. and Jude Law and Ethan Hawke. <laughs> you just like the the actress in it, really? I do. Yeah. No, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's cool. it's, it's totally is good. that the one where uh like there's like this whole like classified between people who are like clones and not clones uh-huh like okay yeah mm-hmm. it's it's not I, I hate movies about that like i just kind of don't have time for them <laughs> I, don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time for them i just don't have time it's just sci-fi it's just not really my yeah, thing yeah it is it but is i do love um oh my god what is that movie that's fucking amazing from Minority Report? Blade Runner. I do love Blade oh, Runner. I've never seen Blade Runner. Oh, Charles, have you seen it? I have. Um, the original? It, the 80s one? Yes, and I know there's like some controversy controversy among fans about whether or not to watch the like extended cut or not. And so oh. I don't know which version I saw. Um, oh, okay. I, I think like I think I might have seen the theatrical one. Apparently everyone says that that's like the wrong one to watch. And then I watched the extended one and then everyone said that that was absolutely the wrong one to watch. What? Really? um, There's apparently a version you're supposed to watch that is like the, you (laughs) in between. Yes. You're like, where's the fan cut? Where's the one that I'm supposed to have watched? That's so funny. I have not seen it. I, I do want to see it. It's on my list. But I, again, I do like sci-fi, but I have to be in a mood for it. So yeah. it's not something that I just mm-hmm. watch all the time. I just kind of have to, like, be in the mood for, like, oh, let me watch some weird sci-fi. Almost like Black Mirror. Like, I have to be in a mood to watch Black Mirror. Like, when it first came out, a lot of people were binging it. And I was like, no, no, no. I can't binge this shit. You can't <laughs> like, Yeah, I love Black Mirror. But I'm talking about movies. Like, it's not really my favorite. I watch a lot of them because of Matthew. Because he, that's his favorite, like... Oh, his favorite genre? Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, I'm a good sport. I'm a great wife. And I watch all of that <laughs> with him. But, yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Just um, yeah. Let me see. Oh, and the only other thing that I have is that... De Niro and Tarantino reportedly, allegedly, didn't really get along much on am, the set. I am I'm very fascinated by this because I would think the complete opposite. 
I would. I also understand because of the reason that yeah. this said was that he didn't really have much to enough do. lines. Yeah, enough. And he was yeah. very like totally mumbled in a lot of his earlier scenes when he was just stoned and like hanging out and then he just kind of emerged at the last like 20 minutes yeah so he didn't really have like i thought it was great but it is kind of weird because it's i get it it's the nero yeah was thinking like do you know who i am you know Mm -hmm. like i I get that yeah i totally get that i also feel the exact same way about him and the irishman he was not used at all Mm. and i was very disappointed because he was supposed to be like the center of it and i feel like he that movie had a lot of issues but but um but yeah in general i was was just like oh i kind of see that because yeah it's de niro you know he's like a legend and i guess it's the only time they work together i think so so, yeah. yeah And this was the second time that De Niro and Jackson worked together because they were in Goodfellas. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, well, Samuel L. Jackson, spoiler alert. If you've never seen Goodfellas, hit hit the skip button, but he gets killed pretty early. <laughs> but, okay. um, but yeah, so he's not in it very much, but he is in it. Okay. I think he's in it for like maybe five minutes, but he is in it, so... Um, oh, and another awesome thing, uh, last thing that, that I noticed was, or I didn't notice that I wrote it down from IMDb, but <laughs> it was kind of funny. In the trial run money scene, they are fighting over the color of the shopping bag, the Del Almo uh, shopping bag, the mall. And mm-hmm. it's like purple, white, and like pink. Mm-hmm. And they argue about like these colors. These colors were also argued about in Reservoir Dogs <laughs> oh, yeah. because they were like Mr. Pink, Mr. White. And then member Steve Buscemi like wanted to be called Mr. Purple. Right. And he was like, why am I Mr. Pink? That sounds like pussy. That's stupid. I want to be Mr. Purple. <laughs> He's like, no, you can't be Mr. Purple. Mr. Purple's on another job across town. He's like, this isn't a fucking city council meeting. <laughs> like, changing all of your fucking things. So I thought that was really funny that it was like the same colors. I'm sure that was intentional. But just even watching this film, just even listening to it, like, God damn, he's such a good fucking writer. Yeah. Like yeah. his scripts are just incredible. Just the conversations. For some reason, so many other directors could do something like this where they have a really long scene mm-hmm. of conversation and it just like puts you to sleep. But every time it's Tarantino, you just are watching it and you have no idea that 15 minutes has gone by because it's a literal regular conversation. Case in point. It really feels like, yeah, it's great. Case in point, I would hate to see this movie if it was written by Wes Anderson. Oh my God, we can't even talk about Wes Anderson because Giant actually likes Wes Anderson. No, oh, come on. No, 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 no. I don't care. I'm going to mark the time that we brought Wes Anderson up at minute I don't. I don't think about that director. Like, I watch... I like some of the films just because it's totally. I love the aesthetic and the fashion, you know. But I, I know I like them for what it. I like them for what they are. You know, they're not like the best movies, but they're just like entertaining, and I love visually. They're just really stunning. So, and I love the actors. Like Tilda Swinton is in and out of them. Yeah, I love the actors too. I yeah, just think I don't. I don't care. Like you know if. You were about to murder him. I'd be like, no, it's fine. I don't care if you do. It's not like, you know. <laughs> He's not going to win an Oscar. Not as long as, yeah, as, as me and Charles. Know, maybe he will. I mean. To campaign against it. He makes the same movie over and over again. I mean, if they do give it to him, it's going to be like a Leo situation. Sorry, Leo. I love you, but you should have gotten it like 25 years ago. But yeah. but yeah. like, but it's going to be like that. He's going to end up getting it being like, well, I guess we should have given it to you. Well, like, I think Leo should have two too. by now, really. He should, should have, have like two. three. Yeah. Like he probably should have like half the ones he's been nominated for. 
Yeah. I would say, at least. And I can't believe Brad Pitt got one for fucking... And he's another one. They got one for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, we got it. But come on, you were in, like, Seven, Fight Club. Like, (laughs) that's all the shit you should have gotten it for. Like, that California crazy-ass shit. Like, some... Not that movie, but um, some, like, weird... Interview with a Vampire. You and Tom Cruise should have had, like, a joint best actor. But he's proved himself, you know? Yeah, yeah, He he won it for the wrong movies, but at least he deserved to win one, like... In yeah general. he did yeah right. he did deserve to win it yeah i mean that, he was really good in it it's not like he was bad like he wasn't and leo was great in the revenant it's not like he was bad in it yeah. it's just that mm-hmm. like finally like finally we get it to him yeah i mean wes anderson dispatch chalamet whatever oh yeah he's in the next one isn't it yeah he's 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 lost to the dark side uh, if leo yeah. does thank god leo hasn't done one please leo don't do a wes anderson film if you're listening or johnny Depp, please i don't just, think yeah, they I will no, i hope neither. not we don't never know so. he does grab the best actors and make shit so he's already taken my adrian brody he's he's gone he's mm-hmm. lost to the dark side i have to watch old adrian brody now because i just i can't but um and sh- him with Schwartzman. I like old Schwartzman. Everything else, no no, can't do it. Don't really care about Ray Fines. Isn't he in like some of them? He's in that hotel thing. Hotel dispatch, fucking kingdom camp, whatever the fuck. Like <laughs> <sighs> whatever. Um so yeah. Enough with the Wes Anderson talk. He's taking up <laughs> three minutes of the fucking podcast. I'm sure people are like, why is she talking about Wes Anderson? It's <laughs> funny. Like- this is going to be like the Matt Damon joke on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> like, it's going to be this wrong running joke. So when I finally get like a late night TV show, because somehow I've decided that's what I want to do <laughs> just now. When I have it, it'll be like when Matt Damon tries to come in and he's always like, no, get out of here. No one wants you here. That's exactly <laughs> what it's going to be like when people start like trying to bring him on. And I'm like, no, get him out of here. I don't want him in the studio. Get him out. Get back in your cage, motherfucker. <laughs> right? And he's like, but I just want you to watch my films and I think you'll really like them. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I, stop with your weird clap. Get the fuck out of here. I just want to spread joy around the world. Bite me. <laughs> I'm like, Tarantino, can you write him in a film and have it be like some fucking crazy ass death proof, like Rose McGowan car shit? Because I will resurrect. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I will totally do that. I will totally do that. Um, okay, so let's get into the fashion. I have a few notes, not a ton. Yeah, but do you guys have you. anything? Um, I think that this whole heist was just Jackie's plan to get that amazing black and white suit at the department store. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that suit. It's cool. Give me some flares. And yeah, she looks freaking hot. I also really like that black hat with the black pack that she wears at the mall. Oh, the Kangol the... hat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had one of those. Is that, what I'm like, is, what? That, is that during the dry run? Mm. No, they're no, planning. Enough, I think they're talking yeah, about planning, and they're yeah. eating. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, the what is that area called? The food court. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm gonna count cigarettes as accessories in the '90s when it comes to fashion because mm-hmm. every single movie, like from the '90s, like they're always smoking, always. And they and have cool of, cigarette cases and stuff. And it too. sort of makes yeah, and her red nails with like the hat and the cigarette. Oh, it makes me want to smoke so badly, honestly. I, I know. It, it kind of does. I was like, okay, before we start recording, I'm going to go and have a ciggy. And then Matthew's like, I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm like, okay, I can't go out. <laughs> I don't want him to see me. <laughs> so funny. Do you have any other any other fashion notes? Yeah. I mean, I love the red dress. 
obviously. She yeah, super, super cool. cute. Um, the and that's it. And I actually like the yellow bomber that Ordell wears. I know it's so cool. But he looks really that, good in yellow. He does. But can, can I just say something? I really hated his hair. Like <laughs> that was why his idea. <laughs> it's terrible. Like. I think it's I supposed it. to be. This is like the 70s. Why did they give him that terrible, awful hair? Oh, no, this style? is 95. This takes place in 95. Oh. <laughs> it's not the 70s. It just looks are like it. Are you sure? Yeah, because all the cars, the cars are current cars. Okay, well, either way, like, it's... He looks <laughs> it, He's supposed terrible. to look ridiculous. Yeah, I think he's supposed to look ridiculous. That was his idea, apparently. Samuel L. Jackson. I know. I just, yeah, I, I literally feel uncomfortable every time I had to look at his hair. It's just like, <laughs> it's oh, funny. We oh. need a stylist in that movie set. <laughs> um, so, do you know that, like, tassel that's hanging from his chin? Like, mm-hmm, the braid? What What would you call that? Because I, I don't... Chin braid? <laughs> Because it was, it was very, is very distracting. You get oddly hypnotic. At so the distracting. Time. Like, I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally looking up chin braid. Is that? I never seen that before. I didn't know it was a thing. I have, but I've seen it in a lot of uh, Polynesian, like French Polynesian cultures, like in Samoa. Okay. And things yeah. like, but only in like uh, National Geographic specials where it's for uh, actual reason, like either it's ceremonial or. But I've never seen. And I think I've seen a few like rock stars who have the long beards who sometimes braid them. There have been a few mm-hmm. like metal bands and stuff. You might see it occasionally, but I don't see it much in like the world. I see rat tails more than chin braids. Like, I mean, I had to pick the weird things. I see. mean, frankly, I would think that chin braids would be a little more socially acceptable than rat tails, but it's true. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> rat tails are gross. <laughs> Like so, I remember one of my friends in college had a crush on this guy who had a rat tail, and I was like, "It's 2003, girl. Like he has a rat tail." <laughs> like, I was like, "No, like this is not cool. It's not a mullet. Like it's not even like a fashion mullet. It's just bad. It's just like it's bad. Yeah, like why do you have that? This is so strange." Um, I also have the white Kangol hat and whole white Kangol outfit that Ordell has when he's sitting with Jackie, who she has the, she has the Kangol. Like he has a bunch of different Kangol stuff. Like he has like the flat cap and then he has, um, I love when he's wearing the black hat. I think when he has the black polo, that's like black and red when he's at the mall with her. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It like kind of matches that total leisure wear seventies vibe, like older guy vibe. Mm. Like it's very specific. I think it's super cool. I, and I also, I love the gold, like his gold jewelry is really cool. Like the rings that he wears, Ordell. And yeah, I think necklaces yeah. too. Yeah. I love when guys wear like lots of jewelry and it looks cool. Like I think it just looks so awesome. Well, yeah, it, it, it seems like it would, um, it, it, it seems like it would t- kind of turn like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, what's like, uh, garish really quickly, but mm-hmm. like he's able to pull it off in a way that like, it's very classy and like, it just, it, lo- it looks good. It's very sleek. You know, he pulls off everything. Yeah, I feel like Samuel Jackson can literally do anything. He's got so much swag, Mm -hmm. and the range. Like now he's in Marvel films. You know, like he just does like everything. That's just so crazy. Um, let's see. Also, I have to say I love Melanie because she's super like I wrote South Florida spring breakers trashy Tampa vibe. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just out there if you're from Florida, she, but she has that Florida vibe. She looks so trashy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, she looks super like, like spring breakers. Like yeah, that no, vibe. she looks like legit, like, you know. <laughs> like stonery, but like Florida stoner. Which yeah. I think is really no, funny. she's really cool. I, I, lo- I love her. She looks so different with the blonde hair because we saw she her in talks. singles, which is the last time yeah. we saw her on the podcast anyway. We talked about her. And uh, I think one of the films she was watching uh, on the TV was one of the films that her dad was in, Peter Fonda. Oh, cool. Forgot what it's called. It's a movie from like the 70s, like early oh. 70s. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool. And also my favorite Jackie Brown outfit, I'm surprised no one's discussed it, is the last one where she has that white blazer with those jeans and the white wedge shoes. Oh. Yeah, it's not my fave. Oh, I love that outfit. I think it's so cool. That's so me and so is that car. Like that is what I would look like getting into that car because I want that fucking car, <laughs> that Mercedes, like that old Mercedes convertible. Like I would wear that outfit and I would totally drive that car. So big ups, big ups. I guess that's all I have. Oh, I also like when she wears the overalls at home with like the white oh, yeah. shirt. Yeah. That was yeah. really cool because I, I love cool. overalls. I think that's super cool. But yeah, that's all I have for fashion. Y'all have anything else? Um, I do. Um, I love, uh, I, can, I don't know if everyone's um, mentioned it. It's the outfit that Ordell wears to Jackie's like uh, bail hearing, like the like white oh. collared golf shirt. And mm-hmm. like the khaki pants, and then he's wearing the white beret with like with like an asymmetrical stripe. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Done, done, done side. And then, um, I also love Jackie's overall scene mm-hmm. because she's um she's like doing a bunch of stuff at once. Like she's like talking to Max, and she's like drinking a glass of wine, <laughs> and like um she's like kind of like pacing back and forth. And, um, you know, she's, um, I, I was just like, I wish I could pull that off, but I would not look as cool. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would. Um, and, um, oh, I, <laughs> I also love the scene when, uh, Lewis is over at, uh, like Simone's house while she's doing her, like her baby love. I my know. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> just like one, her outfit is like really great. And the expression on his face is just like, it's just like so ridiculous. <laughs> like, he's like, "What is this?" <laughs> I love on the phone. He's like, "Is she doing her thing over there?" Oh yeah, I hear the Supremes in the back. <laughs> so cool. The music is fucking amazing. So cool. Every Wait, single song. Every single song. I was gonna say, can we get on to music? Charles, do you have yeah. anything else? Or Jai, do you have anything else? No, no, that's it. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, All right, yeah. Music. Well, let's talk about the music. Does anyone have any standouts? Yes. Cool. I. My my favorite. Okay, I had to pick. Let's say I had to pick two songs. I can only pick two, but obviously mm-hmm. every song is fucking perfect. I love uh, "Inside My Love" by Minnie Ripperton. Oh yeah, I love that song. It's, people cover that song over the years like so much, but like the original version is just so fucking cool. And I love the last one. It's by Bobby. Oh, Bobby uh, Womack. Yeah, 110 yeah. Street, right? Yeah, it's the intro and the end, too. And the end, yeah. yeah I mean, cool. those would be my highlights, but everything is like... That's the thing about Tarantino like that I love Great as well. Great music. But he really thinks about each scene and the music. It's just so perfectly thought out. It's like you've got to be like a, a perfectionist to get like every single detail like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. 
like super anal about detail and stuff. But yeah, that's that's it. Oh, those are yeah. Charles, do you have two that you really um, like a lot out of yes. all of them? Um, let me see. Um, I um love the song that's playing when Max and Jackie meet for the first time when he gets her out of jail. Oh it's, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's called Natural High by Bloodstone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. And um. Then um, I also love the Delphonic song. Didn't I blow your mind this time? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Cool. I have um, I have a, a like Time Life is like this uh, like late night infomercial where they play like you know like four in the morning or they used to play where you could like order a CD. You know, like they have like box sets and they have all these different songs and then they have like decades. Well, there was one that came across called Soul Story a few years ago and I asked for it for Christmas. I don't know. I guess I was like 20 or something and I got it and it's literally five CDs or five albums. There might be like 10 CDs in there, but it's all music like this. And I love it. Like, it's so cool. I don't think it's on Spotify or anything, but I'm sure you could, like, make a mix for it. But it has a lot of the songs on here. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Um, (laughs) So my two songs that I really like a lot are Tennessee Stud by Johnny Cash. Hmm. Yeah. uh, Which is in there. And also, um, it's called, the song's called Undone, and it's by the Guess Who. And it's when uh, Lewis is yelling at Melanie, like, to leave the apartment. Where he's like, it's, like, kind of playing in the background, but it's such a great song. It's such a great, like, soft rock 70s kind of song like i really love it and yeah i mean there's so many i also um i like the song strawberry letter 23 which is when like beaumont's in the trunk oh right okay yeah like that's another really good song but yeah there's so i mean there's so many street life randy crawford yeah oh my god i think there's also a song that's on the soundtrack that's performed by pam greer herself yes uh it's called long time woman and that's yeah. when she's in jail when she yeah, goes to right. jail yeah yeah, I wrote that one down too. Seventies yeah, um, music, it's so cool. Oh. When I turn forty, like, will you please come to my birthday party, which is going to be like a fancy dress party, and you had to dress as like Studio Fifty Four, like. Yeah, 70s. that's cool. I could do that. Yeah, because I could wear like a cool jumpsuit. Like people are not allowed to to enter unless they're dressed up. So, yeah. You gotta have it in like somewhere like I guess you gotta have it in like New York or something. Well, be cool. are you going to go the way there? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to New York. That's not crazy. I mean, Ready? If, Charles, would yeah. you go? Yeah. Um, I, um, if Lauren's going to wear what she's wearing, then I'm going to wear a thong and roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is even more on brand than me wearing, me wearing like just a jumpsuit. Like a 70s jumpsuit. Oh my God, it's more on brand. I must probably roll in there. Um, I, if you're going to do that, then I want to rent a horse. Because oh, I want to like, I want to oh give, I want to like God. do the same. Could you imagine if like you had no idea like at all, and you're like, oh my god, there's no way Lauren would ever do that, and I actually come there on a horse. I'm like, I told you I'd rent a horse. <laughs> hey, was <laughs> that was that Bianca Jagger? Yeah, Jagger, that uh-huh. into, yeah. Cool. I want to recreate that photo, or I would recreate like a, a Grace Jones photo in there. <gasps> yeah, and, like yeah. find something and Grace be like, this Jones, is what I have cool. to do. Like, give me this outfit. I want this outfit. Yeah, I I, I always cool. think of Grace Jones because she's like fucking cause yeah wildest woman like was pam greer at studio 54 let's google i wonder if she was i wonder i want to watch that documentary everyone i know maybe next time you come over we'll watch it yeah yeah it's it's so cool i think she has no i don't think there are any photos of her 
I know it's like Grace Jones and a few other people, but God, she's in like, every photo. Like he was bit, practically living there. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. Oh my God. She's so awesome. I love it. Pam Greer is like so cool. Like just all of her old photos. Oh, anyway. Okay. I'm looking at that now. All right. So now let's get into favorite scenes and lines. Okay. Cause we're approaching time. Cool. Oh, so stop. what do y'all got? Like you have any highlights? Yeah. Who goes first? Charles, do you want to go first? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I love um, after the cr- the opening credits how we get chicks with guns. I um, know. <laughs> <laughs> chicks who like guns. And um, I specifically love the Samuel Jackson quote: "AK forty seven, the very best there is. When you absolutely, positively got to kill every motherfucker in the room, except no substitutes." <laughs> That's um, kind of true. Now it's probably an AR. Um, and, <laughs> and then I loved the scene when um, when uh, Ordell comes over to Jackie's apartment and like, Jackie oh dude, yeah, pulls, that's that's <laughs> the one. <laughs> Jackie like pulls a gun on him and she, she's like, "Shut your raggedy ass oh, and that's, fuck down." <laughs> yeah, that's mine too. Damn, I know everyone's gonna it's have too that good. Yeah. It's too good. Like, shut your raggedy ass up and sit the fuck down. <laughs> That's what I want to do if if I was to ever encounter like a burglar. I want to like literally have be in a stone dark room and they just burst in and I'm just sitting there in the dark and I'm like shut your fucking ass up. <laughs> I um I was watching this episode of Oprah and um oh my like God. I think, and I think the guest is like Toni Morrison and uh-huh. um like she said that she she told the story about how she was awoken one night because she like heard like a burglar like break into her house <gasps> and she um like um she heard her bedroom door open and she kept a handgun by like like you know like in like the drawer of her bedside table oh, and as soon as she heard him enter the room she just said out loud in the dark is this how you want to die and like cocked her gun <laughs> and <gasps> and she said she he didn't respond, but he closed her bedroom door, and she heard him leave. <laughs> oh my god! Shut the That's fuck up! Amazing. That is like what every woman should literally have some kind of machine that like makes that sound. That like if that was to happen, like like either I don't even know how, but like even if you were getting like robbed, and there's just like a like a distinct gun load sound, and then like everyone's like fuck, like there's like they just run away. Like if only that would actually work, that'd be like a good deterrent. Man, it's. Yeah. Yeah, I do um, love that part. I also love that I love in that scene the quote, What do you think it is? I think it's a gun pressed up against my dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I hope that's not it is what I think it is. What do you think it is? It's so good. So good. Um and then I love the scene towards the end when like Max goes over to uh to uh find Ordell and um like Ordell pulls a gun on him and like next saying oh blah, blah blah you have to come with me Jack has to explain everything and like Ordell has a gun to his head and he's just like my ass may be dumb but I ain't no dumb ass <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good yeah that's really funny what do you got Jai um okay so favorite scene it's it's hard but yeah I mean I guess too I really love it I mean, 
I think it's just the cinematography in this one because nothing really mm -hmm. happens. But when um, Jack is waiting for Uzel and Max in the office mm -hmm. and it's just like really dark and she's smoking a cigarette, I just love the way they, that was shot. It's really cool. It's mm -hmm. like it is cool. in the dark, but, you know, which actually the cinematographer in this movie, which I actually love the, the cinematography in, the, in this film, is... Uh, a Mexican cinematographer called Guillermo Navarro, oh, and cool. he is fucking amazing. He did what Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's oh, Labyrinth. I was gonna say, does yeah. he work with any of the Mexican directors that are like really big now? Yeah, but, but he yeah, also he has done like loads, uh, really cool. random and different. But obviously, uh, you know, he works with Guillermo del Toro quite a lot. Yeah, and he did cinematographer for for that movie, which I love. We should do that movie. Which one? Pan's Labyrinth? Pan's Labyrinth. I yeah, know it's yeah. not very fashion crunch, but... <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's totally on the list. We have so many... I mean, I mean there's so it's many cool. movies that we still have to do, so... I know. We're, we're not running out, folks. <laughs> we got a long time. So, yeah, I just love the simplicity of, like, that shot. And when she's at the mall trying on the suit, and then when she leaves, kind of, like, she's walking through the mall, and, like, it's just a really stressful scene. She's kind of, like... She just sense stress. And, yeah, I don't know. Like panicking. I, yeah, um, and I love the line when Odell says, "Like, what?" I oh, know. Actually, it's Melanie. Melanie says, "When you rob the bank, do you have to look for your car too? No wonder why you went to jail." <laughs> I know he gets so bad too. I know he gets so annoyed, and then. Odell says to him, like before at the bar, you can't, you can't trust Melanie, but you can always trust Melanie to be Melanie. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. And then Jackie Brown at the end when she says, "I put a cherry on top, booyah." <laughs> yeah, I know, booyah. I think I, I just love, I love that. Um, that like whole interaction between Jackie and uh. Melanie on opposite sides of the door in the, in the dressing room is just like really cool. Uh -huh. Yeah, like, you yeah, can just see really her cool. face. Yeah. yeah, I mean the whole thing is just yeah, it's so cool. Like I love every every shot. Really, my first note is less than five minutes in feet. <laughs> 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 I wrote um, five minutes in feet right on cue, <laughs> and I also wrote Sam Jackson's ponytail is the other character in this film. <laughs> And then yeah, chicks who like guns. I wrote. I love that they're going through the guns instead of the girls. Like they're not talking about yeah. how hot the girls are. They're like, all right, look at this gun, and it's like it's really funny. <laughs> it's I also so love that cool. that's like a dating. Uh, it reminds me of Lowered Expectations, the skit that was on Mad TV, where it was like it was like the old. You know how like old school dating was like you would go into a, a an office and you'd make a tape, like a videotape. And then mm -hmm. I think I people know. would like, well, I mean, I, we never did this. This was like in the eighties or like the nineties, but I've seen on like shows and stuff where like before internet dating and they had like, you know, phone dating where people have personals, like, you know, written up in the newspaper or like the video or, or voice ones. But it just reminded me of like, this is a weird video dating ad of like all girls who just like guns and like guys who might like girls with guns, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. Um, and then I wrote De Niro is hot. And so are bank robbers question mark because i feel like bank robbers are the only crime that i could could consider like not being that upset about i mean because it's a bank it's not like you're robbing a personal person you know what yeah, i mean like I mean, it's a bank it's it's fucking covered a hundred grand 
FDIC, fucking whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not it's like cool. a violent. Cr- I mean, I guess it's considered a violent crime. But you no, know, it is as long as you're not killing anybody. If you're yeah, literally yeah. in there to get the money and just get out. I feel like I mean, you know. I'm, I'm just saying bank robbers probably have a lot of really great stories. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. <Okay. laughs> um, there are a lot of really great ones on YouTube because I'm obsessed with like the New York mob. So there's this one guy who got out and he every week has like episodes on like what he used to do in the mob. Mm-hmm. And he tells really great stories about times that he's like robbed banks and like that. Wait, what? His name is, is Mike, his name is Michael Francis. He was in the mm-hmm. Colombo crime family. Okay, he has like yeah, a okay. he has a uh like a whole documentary. He was around during the time of the Downey Brasco, which was oh. a movie with Johnny Depp and Al Pacino, but that's a real yeah. story. Yeah. He was around like that time. His dad was like really high up in the mob, like for like, I think he was in the mob for like 70 years. Like he died wow. over a hundred and he was still in, he like went to jail at like 95 and like came out at like one Oh two or something. And then I think he was out for like two or three years and he just recently died. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm obsessed with that kind of shit. That's like another, another story, but, but yeah, so I was like, yeah, bank robbers are kind of cool. I kind of like it. <laughs> we also don't talk enough about Beaumont Livingston, AKA Chris Tucker, <laughs> who I just think is so goofy and so funny. And him and Samuel L. Jackson are just like, they're just really yeah. funny together. <laughs> like, they're and it's really weird. Funny. Michael Keaton is in it, but you kind of forget about his character a little bit. Yeah, and apparently he didn't want to do this at first, and they had to like kind of like half-ass convince him because he kept saying he wasn't right for the part, mm-hmm. which I can't disagree. I'm not a giant Michael Keaton fan, but I do like him in like Birdman. Like that was great. Like I do like him in some things, and he's in. Um, isn't he Beetlejuice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget. I always think it's like Billy Crystal, but no, it's not. Oh my god, can we do that movie? Yeah, that's on the list. That's gonna have to be October because I ran out of like spooky movies, so that's gonna have to be October (laughs) for sure. But um, yeah, that's that's totally on the list. Queen Winona, even though that's like '80s, I think it's like '88, but it is '80s. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we'll make an exception because we already did Heather's, which is like '89 technically. Yeah. So um, we'll make an exception for like late '80s, and also like River's Edge with Keanu. We have to do too, like Mm. probably pretty soon that's like a quintessential grunge film but um yeah okay so then also i love the camera work specifically with odell's character i love how he follows him like from his point of view almost in the front and in the back like he follows Mm -hmm. him from the back when he's going uh trying to think where he's going when anyone he follows him from the front is when he's putting on the gloves to go into jackie's apartment and you see like the super long tracking shot mm-hmm. of Samuel L. Jackson like walking. It's really far <laughs> away. We also get the same thing when Jackie gets out of jail, where like the camera's stationed at the gate and she's oh, walking yeah. and it, it doesn't break. She just keeps walking and it doesn't move. I like how he does that with, with the camera. I think that's really cool. Um, and then uh, I just love when they do that Melanie switch and like all this double crossing goes on. <laughs> it's like she's talking to like Max and then she's talking to like the two cops and she's talking to Odell and it's like, wait, hold on. What do you mean Simone's not doing it? What the fuck? Melanie? I was like, oh Jesus, this is going to be so bad. She's like the worst <laughs> one to do this. I just think it's really funny. And then my favorite quote uh, from Melanie is when she's in the parking lot and she's like, Lewis. And he just gets so annoyed that she holds her like S so long, and he's just like, "Shut up, shut up, stop talking." I did not see that coming when he shot her. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I was like, like, "Oh, oh." I was like, "Oh no." Um, Yeah, and also I wrote my last final thought was so smart to do a deal in a woman's department store fitting room. I know, right? Like the best place because. 
Guys aren't going to be in there. No, it's very like department stores are very weird because they're just not that busy. And it's not mm, weird well, to see now, people yeah. like, well, yeah. And especially if it's not, even then, like if it was an off holiday time, if it was like a random day in like March, like it just wouldn't be busy. And there are just people milling around and it just, it you can kind of blend in really, really well. Like men can be there like, oh, I'm waiting for my wife, you know, like yeah. standing around in a women's section. I thought that was genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was in the, <laughs> the fitting room I thought was really cool. But yeah, that's all. That's all I have. Oh, that's all the notes I have. Uh, do you guys have any other final closing thoughts? This has been fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love this movie so much. And I specifically love the final scene when Max and Jackie say goodbye to each other. It's just mm-hmm. it's just like so like mm. bittersweet and you know, just I don't know, it's it's just it's just nice and it's um I don't know, it's just uh it's um like uh it um makes me excited about getting older. <laughs> yeah right (laughs) it's true though i do actually like that tarantino does like have a lot like well-rounded cast and i think he's got one of the best just casting pools in general like he always picks the best people super diverse i feel like i say it all the time but i say the same thing about ryan murphy he also has an incredible Mm. casting pool super diverse like and it really when you see all these different movies that come out where there's like not adequate representation, it's like, there's no excuses. Look at these amazing directors who can pull off anything with everybody. And there's no reason to like, you know, not have all these different characters, you know, like, and they just are written so well. He just writes women really well, which a lot of men don't, you know? And yeah, I just think he's, I, I really like him not to be like a Tarantino like freak but yeah. he's no Gregor Rocky in in my like that's my high but but like he's up there I really as I get older I really enjoy his his films a lot more so yeah I do too yeah I think it's cool I'm, I'm glad we got to do this I hope people yeah. either watch it or have watched it or watch it again because it's not talked about a lot and I feel like we're going to get some people talking, which is cool. So yeah, let us, let us know if you've seen it and uh, follow us on Patreon. We are just starting my so-called life. They're going to come out every Friday. So get excited. Charles, I don't know if you want to come in on an episode or two. I know you've seen the show before. Yeah. I'll so if you in. had one I, or. I don't know if I can do the whole show, but. Um, I don't oh no, that's cool. <laughs> but, yeah. That's what I said. I was like, okay. you can do like yeah. Like whatever episode uh, we're doing, if there's like a specific one that you want to do. Um, yeah totally yeah it would be super fun so yeah follow us on that all the information's in the notes and yeah I guess we'll see you on the next one bye see you bye bye